Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma from Complex. It is the first Complex Sneakers podcast, and I'm here with my guys, Matt Welty and Brendan Dunn. How are you guys feeling? This is an historic moment. It is. Uh, first of many. We're happy to be here every single week. We're going to be delivering some hot takes. Uh, I know Welty's got a lot of opinions on all things sneakers. So, And this guy's been super excited. I saw him in the bullpen. He was playing old Kanye West deep cuts, dancing. I saw him dancing three hours before this podcast. This guy really woke up with this guy woke up with some pep face. in his step today. Yeah, I think I was playing uh, music from the era about things that we're going to talk about. Kind of get myself in the mood for it. I think I was playing uh, the "Get 'Em High" remix by A Track. Okay, um, mm. shout out to A Track. Yeah, just to kind of you, you kind of got to remember things and get back into the mind space where we were at some of these times. Absolutely. You know, um, one thing I will say: new podcast and. We are all together, and we have um, two successful shows. The only thing, the craft services in here, it is looking desolate. It's non-existent. Let's just call it spade a spade. Not even no water. And I know this guy gets stressed out to my right, Matt Welty. You know what he gets when he's stressed out? The Dwayne Reed Brigitto. That's not on your rider. It's not here. Don't do that to your body anymore, Welty. You have to step it up. We got to go to Paisano's in Brooklyn, the meat market. You can't be eating Dwayne Reed Brigitto anymore. I've, I've, I've switched it up. Less stress. Eating walnuts and oh, drinking wow. water. Okay. And a newer, healthier, wealthy yeah. for, for 2019 and going into 2020. Yeah, man. You got to change things up sometimes. Like change the show. Change things up. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy to be here with you guys. And we are delving into a discussion today of something that has been in the quote unquote sneaker news for, I don't know, what do you guys want to say? Like the last few months and really has hit fever pitch for the past few weeks, I would say. I would say maybe even like the past year a little okay. bit. Like maybe past like year and a half. We're talking about the heat around the Nike SB dunk right now. Right? Yeah. Yes. The Nike SB reemergence. And, you know, I think that we, we all can agree that it kind of got quiet for a while, you know, and when I say a while, it would be years. Yeah. And now it's back full force. And, and we've seen kind of some key influencers and, and people, celebrities taking a liking and going back and kind of what, what you wrote, digging in the crates and bringing out heat and now there is this reemergence and the nike sb dunk and the nike sb line that we grew to love in what the mid 2000s Mm -hmm, is now being opened up to a whole new generation of kids and and wealthy you wrote a piece last week that kind of examined this on complex and and you know someone who i would consider as like a traditionalist Mm -hmm. how do you feel about the reemergence Right off the bat. Well, I mean, it, it's always nice to kind of see things that you were into back in the day kind of 
get a, get a new light. You know, mm-hmm. you may have grown past them in, in your own personal life, but to go back to these moments and, and remember them is always kind of nice. Um, one of the things I touched upon in the story was, I think one of the moments where it was kind of the genesis of this new Nike SB revival was at ComplexCon in 2017 right, right. when you had um, Dre from Project Blitz and Nick Diamond's legendary Nike SB collaborator. Mm-hmm. They decided to collaborate together and make a, a mini ramp in the in the middle of complex con that was full of nike sb grails and you had people like paul rodriguez and eric costin like legendary nike sb skaters and they kind of showed up and were skating the ramp and i think people were kind of like hey nike sb can maybe be cool again do you consider that a turning point in, in terms of this new re-emergence of, of think, nike sb i think that that was the first moment where people started to even though if it wasn't like a sneaker release or anything like that like mm. closely after that you had the black pigeon from staple mm-hmm. release so it was kind first of first seen at complex con if yeah. i recall correctly yeah and you know what i love about the nike sb era is like if you were into it you were buying every single one and when you look back and you go back like when i'm home in my parents basement mm-hmm. i have so many that, because it was so addicting every release I, I you know there was obviously some misses but there were so many releases that i bought just because in the nike sb era i wanted every single one but it was a thing where once you go back you just find it's like finding baseball cards and mm-hmm. and all of them are like rookie cards of like you know don't want to date myself but like cal ripkin jr rookie cards of that stature and i think that's what makes you know going back it's not even like the jordan to me it's like there's so many different models that were great for so many different reasons and the stories behind them hold up today can we talk about our own history with this stuff too because i feel like we would be doing the audience absolutely a a disservice if we didn't discuss like how we actually you know participated in this whole nike sb stuff wealthy i think maybe most qualified among us as a legit quote-unquote skateboarder yeah um, well he kick flipped once so (laughs) no i used used to skate like heavily in like pre like pre nike sb era Mm -hmm. like 2000 2001 2002 Mm -hmm. um and you weren't skating in nikes right no, we weren't. We were not skating in Nike sneakers, or I used to skate like in Adidas, like mid top shell toes, mm-hmm. but um, mostly just skating skate skate specific shoes, mm-hmm. DC and stuff like that. I remember when Nike's ads first came out, you kind of saw a skate. The Nike SB ads. Yeah, you mm-hmm. saw them in the. They're always in the back end of the Thrasher magazine, and you had guys like you know uh, Danny Supa, Richard Mulder, a guy who I really looked up to. Um, in these ads and you were kind of like wait is this cool or not because i think skaters were really hesitant about liking nike because skate culture itself is so resistant to kind of mainstream Mm -hmm. you almost consider it like jock culture Mm -hmm. you know with a brand like nike being so athletic but i think like as the years went on i think at least for at least for myself what made SB era really fun was it was also that emergence of streetwear. Was there something specific that convinced you that that Nike SB was legit or that this was something you wanted to be a part of? Because it sounds like you didn't trust it at first. Yeah, but then you kind of saw things things go on, and I think I grew more in love with just sneakers as as a whole, and was buying a lot of just kind of random models that I kind of knew I was really into shoes, and then I after a point I would I kind of wanted to get dunks and at that time you couldn't just buy dunks at any store especially like being in new hampshire at the time it was like where are you going to get the shoes and then you kind of had heard like on like myspace or something like that that this one store downtown yeah is is selling you know nike sbs and you had to go and you're like i just want a pair of sbs and then like they're kind of like well what colorway do you want and you're like i don't know i just want a pair of dunks and they kind of like i remember getting like the crimson dunk was like the first one 
that I bought and I was just like super hyped on it. You yeah, know? Well, was it a similar experience for you, Joe? Because I feel like in a lot of the stuff, you're a few years older than us and you were maybe a little bit ahead of us in terms of what you were buying, where you were buying it. You know, the thing about me is like the Nike SB era, I probably got to a little late, like Same. I think around 2005. Like Same. the Tiffany Dunk for me, I always say it is the craziest I've ever gone over a shoe. And when I say crazy, it's, I mean, calling special sauce in Bayshore, Long Island, that's not there anymore. And was, you, you were a civilian at the time or you were already in the industry? In the no, I was working at finish, I was working at finish line at the time. Okay. And at finish line, and I'm sure that you sold like the thick, the thick tongue dunks that weren't SBs. They weren't labeled SBs, but there were so many classics and some of them had thick tongues. And then yeah. Nike SB era came a little later, but the Tiffany Dunk 2005, I was calling special sauce in my town on the hour it was crazy and then if i couldn't get through or i was at work i would have my mom call and you know everyone always says oh the we love that we used to go into when when people kind of say like oh you know what's messed up about the sneaker game now is that you can't go into a store and be surprised anymore everything's out in the open mm-hmm. the thing about sbs is you knew vaguely when they were coming out right. and when they were being on shelves but walking into your local skate shop and seeing a shoe that is on the shelves that you've heard about and not sold out because not everyone really knew it at the time like the p-rod the it's not it's to a lesser extent Mm -hmm. obviously it's not the tiffany dunk but the p-rod tinker the j-rods the j-rods exactly with the with the jump man on the tongue was literally i was walking by i remember there there was a pastrami Deli right next yeah. to the to the. It wasn't um, Dwayne there was a, No, there was a Jewish deli right next to to Special Sauce, and I remember walking by to get a pastrami sandwich, and the J Rods were in the window, and I was like, "How are these sitting there?" I went in and got them, and those non-firm release dates where you kind of had to be in the know, and then I it think, was like a month. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. There yeah. would there would always be a picture that you post on Nike Talk where it'd be yeah. like July two thousand six, and there'd be like the pictures of the shoes. But like you're saying, I I I kind of remember like you'd be go. There was a store called Identity in Portsmouth, New Hampshire that I used to go to, mm-hmm. and like you. You'd go in and you'd be like, you wouldn't know what was there. Like, you know, you didn't want to call all the time. But the second you walked into the store and saw the shoes on the shelf, it was like your fucking heart started Crazy. beating. Joe, you're yeah, just yeah, like, did you ever end up getting the Tiffany's? I want it. Okay, so about the Tiffany's. One, I didn't get them from Special Sauce, even though I called nonstop. Two, two subsequent stories about the Tiffany's. One, I had no money at the time. I mean, I was making finish line, whatever. Yeah. Um, like, not that much. I ordered them from Germany. $300. I got scammed. No, no, um, yep, never came. And then it was like a DHL, that's yep. that's who I was dealing with. Never, never came, never, and it was like months and months of back and forth, and then never came. And then I actually bought a pair from someone, it was actually someone who used to work at Complex, you guys don't know him, back, back in the day. And I think they were a fake pair, and I, I kind of wore them anyway, to be honest. Like, wow. they were real. Uh, you don't, you guys don't know him. He was like in sales. It's like oh. it was. You and, still, you donned the fakes. You weren't. Yeah, it, the maybe they may have been fake. They may we're have not, been fake. And then also, my college girlfriend, I wore them to UConn, and she had a cat, and we woke up the next morning and the toe box was scratched so i have a long history with the tiffany dunk and Ouch. yeah i you know and i hit up corgi i actually hit up corgi like three weeks ago he posted a tiffany dunk and i was like send it to me like i, I want him i want him and unfortunately they sold out but that's, that's how crazy it was it's like i have a long history with the shoe but that shoe i mean Brent, come on you have like a different history considering you're like a few years younger yeah i mean i think i kind of fell into it in the same era joe did in terms mm-hmm. of nike sb and that was like the first nike stuff that i really cared about or that mm-hmm. i knew was special and again it's around 2005 you know this is when the pigeon dunk came yeah. out mm-hmm. and you know that was such an easy 
story to understand as a kid that this thing was so important. Look, there's all this evidence of how important it is. There was a riot. There's this many pairs. Right. They're, they're selling for this much. So that was kind of the point where I realized I needed to be a part of this and I needed to figure out how to source these things. I, I never could back then. You know, I was living in Idaho, a super yeah. rural place. We had no no type of Nike SB accounts anywhere near. I've told the story a few times before, but the first SB shoe I had wasn't a dunk. It was a Nike SBFC, the Barcelona like color. Like the soccer. Wasn't yeah, it exactly, like the soccer exactly. shoe? I, I found them in like... Is it the Brazilian one? The, the Barcelona. Oh, okay. The Barcelona. They made a Brazilian one too. Yeah, yep. there were a bunch of clubs. So I found them in Ross for like $40. Wow, and that's I knew, crazy. I knew it wasn't the right SB shoe to have, quote yeah. unquote, but I knew it was a Nike SB shoe. And that was like more than anybody in my high school had at the time. You know, from there I was trying to figure it out. You know, uh, I, I think I bought some through catalogs, you know, um, what was it? CCS. Yes. Yeah, uh, I bought some like Nike SB dunk mids back then too. And then in college, just like spending a lot of money, you would get the uh, refund check after, you know, after your scholarships and yeah. grants kicked oh, in and scholarship. You had, okay. You know, a Excuse few, me. a few Pell grants, um, right. <laughs> get some extra money and like all that will go to sneakers in general, but like a lot of it to, uh, the local skate shop in Eugene, Oregon at the time was, um, uh, tactics, so we would go down there and just buy whatever. I, I remember SB all those tactic identities. Yeah, I remember uh, the funny part was is it was I think before I'd gotten my first pair of dunks, I had gone to a sneaker store down at my grandma's house in South Jersey, and it's called uh, I think Just for Feet, and they had like uh, regular athletic shoes, but they actually had Nike SB. It was kind of a weird mix, but they sold skateboards, so they like were able to sell both because I think that was the rule. You actually had to sell. Uh, you didn't have to be a skate shop, but the shop had to sell skateboards to sell Nike SBs. Right. And I remember going in, and there was like three pairs of SBs. I think it was like the Irie Dunks, the mm -hmm. Irish yep. one, and yep. then there yep. was like the Team Edition Nike SB, the USC colorway. Yep. Remember the Team Edition and the Pigeon colorways just to yeah. interrupt? Yeah. And it was like, oh, if you didn't get this one, you could get this one. And it was like, also, yeah, it's different. I, I need to interrupt too because I'm pretty sure I had a fake pair of the Era. I think it's pronounced Era, yeah. the Era Dunks, because that was like the. The one that I wanted for a while, and there was a, a store kind of nearby in Spokane, Washington, and it was like the first like hype sneaker store mm -hmm. in the general area of the inland Pacific Northwest, if we can be specific. But mm -hmm. I told this guy I wanted a pair, and he was like, yeah, 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 I'll get you. And I'm pretty sure the stuff he sold in general was legit, but it took him a long time, and yeah. I had given him the money, and he gave me the shoes, and I didn't know any better. But, you know, through, through not a lot of wear, I think the tag on the tongue started to fall off, yeah. and I was like pretty certain and that's that what happened with my hit. tiffany's and maybe you know maybe a, another deep dive we have to do is how the fakes were uh plentiful at that point i hope but, people appreciate yeah. these moments of it honesty it's just it's just, yeah, just to wrap it up there was like the three shoes on the wall and the shoes were kind of crazy colors at that time and i'm like i really want to get this shoe but the colors were so crazy i'm like you can't really wear it like every day mm -hmm. and i ended up buying a pair of all white nike legends which was such a stupid mm -hmm. like i'm kind of like why did i do that now yeah. if i could have looked back like yeah. i could have bought it but i think we're looking back maybe a little bit yeah. too much i yeah, want to so... i want to talk more about the present day yep. you know joe 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 you call it like a, a fully fledged revival i don't know if i i'm going to go so far as to say that because i think one asterisk this whole wave of nike sb interest deserves is that it's all based on nostalgia it's mm -hmm. all based on shoes that came out 10 years ago 12 years ago 15 years ago and it, it's funny because i don't even know how much the people in nike are celebrating this moment because these aren't shoes that people are trying to buy at retail well, now the shoes that people are going crazy for right now is old stuff well, right I well i think like let's let's just set the stage a, a little bit better yeah. um i think the re well just to admit the reason why there is a huge interest in nike sb right now when we had mentioned you know dre from project blitz doing the thing there there was also next year with nick diamond there was also that at complex gone 2018 the canary you, diamond yeah where you were involved in it and it was a crazy mad rush for that shoe so there was a huge interest in that but 
Dre, and that was a new shoe, yeah. but that's based on but an old shoe. Dre being involved with, he's known as Travis Scott's sneaker plug. Right. He's been hooking Travis up or selling to Travis a lot of his very rare Nike SB collections. So now Travis is wearing some of the biggest grails we've ever seen, you know, in, in Nike SB history. He had like Paris Dunks, not... not Supremes. Yeah. Uh, everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything. And I think, you know, Travis being the biggest name in sneaker culture at this point, Everyone else is like, I need to get into this. I need, yeah. to, I need to get into it. And and people are getting into it. And p- there's also people who have been doing it forever. You know, we mm-hmm. always say Wale, Wale yeah. may not get the credit as some of these other people who the youth is kind of gravitating to in a rabid, rabid way. But Wale was always doing SBs. But there's definitely been a revival in terms of the celebrity kind of attractiveness to wearing SBs nowadays. And, you know, we see it on my show. We had Offset on Sneaker Shopping. He We talked about SBs. He bought the Slam City Skate SBs. And I think, you know, now we're in an era where it's always kind of discussed, give credit where credit is due, but the credit kind of comes in many forms. Like if some people's favorite rappers are Travis Scott and mm-hmm. Offset yeah. and they watch every move and they're being introduced to Nike ESPs, then I don't think anyone should kind of be fault be at fault but for that. But it's also caused other people in the in that kind of space to kind of get onto it. You know, like PJ Tucker also, you know, mm-hmm. sneaker guy going for the SBs. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, I think the funniest thing I saw um, was someone had made a joke on when I had written the story last week. They said, I knew the Nike SB trend was bullshit when I saw young Dolph wearing skunks. I mean, yeah. And, you know, I don't really subscribe to that. I get it. It, Like, I always say, and even when we're pitching sneaker shopping to the outside world, this is not a sneaker quiz. Mm -hmm. I totally respect and I totally get the kind of, I've been here, I know all about this subject, and I should maybe be put in a different light because I actually, quote unquote, live this, but also, at the end of the day, I think anyone should be able to wear whatever they like, and it should be as basic as I like how this looks. And one thing I would say is, like, to me, it's ironic that back in the day, I think, Welty, you touched on this, that the Nike SB was kind of met with 
reluctancy from core skaters, and now we have some people questioning the authenticity of those who are going back and getting new yeah. models. I, I think one thing, though, is that it does genuinely hurt the people who have been into this stuff because there was a moment there, you know, when Nike SB cooled down. So I think maybe like the the height of it in terms of hype was around 2005. A lot of grails released then by around 2009, 2010. It had quieted down Once quite a bit. Once the blue box kind of came out, I think that there were some shoes in that yeah. range, but that was kind of yeah. signal the end and of it. And then, you know, 2000, maybe 2009, 2010 to about 2016, there weren't a lot of notable releases. And in, in that time, toward the tail end of that period, you could get the stuff you wanted to get for cheap, relatively cheap. Right. A, a lot of the prices had bottomed out. You could get shoes from 2005, 2006, dead stock, never worn, Nike SB Dunks for $300, stuff, stuff that, you know, in years prior might have been $600 or $700. And now in this new wave that we're in, which we're kind of, you know, you can say giving credit to or blaming on, on rappers, is, is that those prices are way, way back up. And Wealthy said earlier that it's grails that they're wearing. It's not necessarily grails. It's a lot of stuff that isn't that crazy, but, but they wear it this. and the prices go way, way up. I will and say the regular people... We can't participate like we used to. I, I get that, but I will say this. There's still, the secret is still not out on some models. For instance, this is true. the yeah. T19, I just bought literally the T19 Nike SB Dunk High, which to me is like, a, it's a classic. Like, I, would you guys consider it a classic? Uh, that a, or at least an underrated no, classic? No, underrated. We use the word classic too liberally okay. in sneakers. To me, uh, I remember yeah. Bradley Carbone, who was the first sneaker editor at Complex, wearing them, and I was like, wow. And I just got them before this podcast literally a half hour before verified for, what's no i'm saying you did yes yeah. oh yeah you were sitting right next yeah. to me sorry You've seen the receipts um, yeah and for three hundred dollars that's pretty good that's pretty but, pretty good and i would say that that means the secret is still out even though of course the supremes are going to go crazy the slam city skates have just the prices that, that have one gone make, doesn't but, make a lot of but, sense but, i mean it, it's a good shoe but i loved i love that shoe back in the day but that price is skyrocketed but there are some classics that I got for cheap recently because it seems that the kids may not be hip but, or uh, underrated classics. The kids may not be as hip to them. But also with all of that, there is, you know, I think you can kind of, I'm not trying to gatekeep or anything like that, but when people mm -hmm. are trying to prove that they knew back in the day that mm -hmm. they were like, I was in the Nike SB back in the day, and then some of the models that they're bringing out are a little like, suspect you know stuff. when it's like oh you're trying to flex a pair of big dunks or a pair of skater die dunks and it's like those shoes were like okay but like if you really were like the nike sb king back mm -hmm. in the day i don't think that those were the choices you'd be making and i think we kind of have to touch on it because it was kind of like a topic on our own show full size run we had reese Flair on who actually skated for nike sb mm -hmm. back in in the height of it and he had called out you know not to talk too much about it but offset you know for saying that he was the king of Nike SB, and he was like... Did he say that? Well, he was like Offset. He didn't, not, not Offset the king didn't of, say he was the king of Nike no, he SB. He didn't say no. that, but Reese was like, you know, he's like, we knew that you weren't there back in the day. That's right. kind of the the gist of what he was saying, you know? Yeah, I just, I again, I and what I told you guys is like, I don't think, one, first of all, we don't know exactly... For sure. We don't know exactly how many pairs of Nike SBs Offset had growing up or in his closet. The one thing I would say is if you get a level of success and fame and you make money because a lot of kids enjoy your talent and a lot of kids go to your shows and a lot of kids stream your records and you are into something and you want to go back and buy a set of things that you are moderately interested in and have the money to do it, I don't think 
I, that I'm just different. I know, Welty. I know that you Clark, are more Clark voice. I'm no, different. I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, I know that you're you're more of a gatekeeper than me, and I get it, and I respect those who do it. But I don't penalize ever. Like, hey, I'm into this. I know enough about this to appreciate it, and I'm going to go back and buy all the ones I wanted as a kid and mm. couldn't get. Because to be honest, on a smaller scale, I think some of us in this room are doing it. No, and I think I, I, I trust me. I, I think that's fine, and I think a lot of people kind of have over exaggerated the right. extent which I'm kind of like, you can't be into this. I just think it's weird sometimes when people kind of try to like prove that they were doing something when you know you were just talking about how you living in Long Island, which is a place that's relatively close to like the epicenter of you know Nike as be at the time and how mm -hmm. difficult it was for you to get the sneakers right. you know and a lot of these sneakers it, they were not easy to get like you're saying you couldn't get the shoes yeah and so it's like if all of a sudden everybody ha had the shoes back then you know it's just like it just makes you think a little bit you know what i mean yeah. like because totally. it's just i'm not questioning the fact that you may have liked nike sb back then but i remember during the nike sb era you didn't see that many people at all with Nike SB. It was no. kind of like if you saw somebody in an all-over print hoodie, 501 jeans, like fucking five-panel hat and a pair of SBs, right. you were kind of like, oh, shit, we're into the same thing. You've read you Hypebeast. You've read Hypebeast.com before, you know, and it's like you make like one random person like that. But all of a sudden, it's like every other sneaker person was a huge Nike SB guy back then. And I remember even back in that era, a lot of the kids who were into Jordans and stuff like that hated on Nike SB because they weren't even accepting of it within sneaker culture. Right, right. Interesting. What do you guys think are the best new Nike SB releases? Again, I want, I want to figure uh, out like whether or not Nike SB has, lobsters. has really done anything in Definitely. the past five years. But yep. I, I like some of those, but Purple Lobsters, Canary Dunks, Panda Pigeons, Black Pigeons, they're all related to stuff that happened before like yeah. i'm just trying to figure out if this is sustainable or if this is something that will translate into new product well, coming can out can you imagine we were talking last week in the office can you imagine if they start retroing the nike sb classics like the stussies and the tiffany you, you can't felt, do you it felt strongly. you can't do it because it literally like but let's caveat real quick they did in some way in, in they, they yeah, used to, the high they made the high, a high change it was the not the them. same though even right. the tiffany dunk low and the tiffany dunk high was not the same and even no way. i think the the market reacted that way like don't don't you think it kind of kills the prestige that this whole era would have it would definitely it, kill the prestige but it would, everyone it would continue would, it would continue with it I for would, the next generation i wouldn't put it beyond nike i and i would go buy i would rebuy them a thousand percent if they did a stussy in a pink box would you go buy the shoe like, yes, it, like I would, yeah, hundred percent. But that's why thing and prestige. Too, I don't know. I, I would it kill the prestige, or would it basically be another really crazy type of movement that kids are up on, and the story is getting retold? And again, I think it would be tough for older generation sneakerheads to to swallow the thought of that, but. Man, I would definitely go back and But I think it's like the so same many. way. It's the same thing that happened to Jordans. I mean, how many people were confused <laughs> when Jordans first started coming back out and the kids that were buying them didn't care about Jordan? I mean, we talk about that that conversation all the time. The other thing is just like how much, Welty, you mentioned like how much um, prestige or cachet these items retain. You know, I remember, of course, the Nike SB Pigeon Dunk, like when you first learn about this stuff, that's the one. You're like, that's my grail. You right, know, yeah, your right, taste right. evolves and eventually you you have more thoughts and something more nuanced to, to figure out your own real grail, not just the grail that other people told you you had to get, you know, but still was a shoe I wanted to get. And then finally the, the black pigeons came out and I was like, I have to get the shoe. I have to get the black pigeon dunk. It's the only chance I'll ever get to, to own a pigeon dunk in some form. I bought them. I can't remember if I had a retailer help me or not, but I got them. 
I've been sitting on for a couple of years, and then I looked at Flight Club, and they were going for seven or eight hundred dollars, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to let go of these. Yes. It was so it wasn't like it didn't it didn't mean that much to me anymore. Right. I, I I took them there and I dropped them off. But I think I think one of the things too that we kind of forget with Nike SB is that. Jordan brand was never built on exclusivity. Maybe it was exclusivity of being able to afford a product at that okay. at that price point, but Jordan brand was always like a mass release product. Like the Air Jordan 1, the Air Jordan 4 when those shoes all first came out, the idea of limited edition sneakers didn't really exist. Right. I think the difference is between seeing these shoes retro is that, you know, people who grew up on Nike SB were kind of conditioned on the idea that you were kind of cooler than everyone else because you had these shoes. That whole era of streetwear was based on how cool you were because of how limited the stuff you had was. Mm -hmm. It was all on Nike Talk trying to flex. It's like I have this, you know, Commonwealth fitted hat that like only like man, Commonwealth. Only like five other people have. Hold on, I want to just recall. I just want to recall a fit of that era. So it was I had the the Commonwealth fitted hat, a mint green with the tie dye on the inside. It was LRG all over hoodie. A a silky thing. No, hold on, I'm getting there. Uh, hundreds T with a pretty close, it wasn't the exact Pantone, but pretty okay. close shade. And then I had, and this is maybe a faux pas, but a gray pair of hundred sneakers in the same shade as the T. It was the neon I'm atom sure they bomb moved a tea. lot of those. I'm not mad oh, yeah. at that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put everyone on the spot real quick. Um, top three Nike Dunk SBs. I have mine, I think. Do you have yours? Welty? All time? Yes. Or is, it, or is it just like what you think are the best? Is or? it your personal? Because I always... Uh, it could be some that you own or three that you don't own that you always wish. I I'm going to say what have... I don't own. Cause okay. that's... I, I'm just going to go with ones that I have that I that always meant something to me. Or, I mean, uh, Doom Dunks, mm-hmm. that was one of the shoes I camped out for that meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, getting Mork and Mindy Dunks at the time, okay. I thought that that was an amazing shoe. And, I mean, I, I want to say Tiffany's, but like like you said like you said before. Actually, you know what? You know which one I fucking love? I totally forgot about this shoe is the Vamp. Dunks, the all, the all red low tops with the oh, black. I like the black with the red. But. No, I like the all red ones. Okay. To me, that that was the first like all red sneaker that was super hype. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I remember these. Joe, Joe, what are your three? And I what is it? Is, these, this, is this your top three, or this is three you want? Top three. Or, okay. uh, I don't know if you can consider the Tiffany ones that I own because they may or may not be real. They're questionable. Yes. Um, Stussy Dunks, which I brought back from. My parents' house okay. recently. The Tiffany Dunk, just because it's one of those hi hat moments for me in terms of my rabid sneaker copping craze mm-hmm. and the long history that we've discussed earlier in this podcast. And you know what I really love? I love the De La Highs. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that a lot of them came out and the lows came out. I but those to me were I remember getting those and and those are something special to me. But the thing about SBs, like the Send Helps, I love. There's mm-hmm. so many. But there were so many stories behind the shoes, yeah. too. And I think that that's what kind of made us connect with the sneakers. It's like the reason why the Doom Dunk is one of my favorite shoes is because MF Doom was actually my favorite rapper at yeah. the time. And the fact that they were giving they were giving sneakers and nods to a lot of subcultural things. And that's what I think what made Nike SB cool is because they were championing the underground things that other people never would have recognized before. Yeah, long before every sneaker brand and every pitch told you that people care about stories around product, Nike SB was like to me, the trailblazer in, in that regard of telling stories around product. I'm going to give my my top three. I'm going to I'm going to switch it up and just say ones I, I never owned because okay. to me that's easier. Um, I, Doom Dunks for sure. Even though those were never like super difficult to obtain, I was always like a huge MF Doom fan yeah. and like I never wanted to shell out the like three hundred dollars yeah. if they sat at for a long time and what now they're probably like six hundred or something yeah. like that. Maybe Wealthy will cut me a deal. Um, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw an off kilter one in there, and like it's okay that I'm you know it's not a, a great shoe, and I understand that you know like uh, objectively you know the the Peacock SB Dunk Mid. I just okay. thought that was like the okay. height of of All that right. absurd color blocking and look. And I know the mid is kind of not really the generally mid is not accepted, but with I remember seeing a kid wearing them. I, I wanted them so bad, and then I was like, you know, on this long trip in Europe, this Odyssey, and I remember okay. seeing a Travel kid. Flex. Um, wearing them in 2007 in a small beach town in France. And I was like, there it is in real life. And it was those moments of like, oh my God, these really exist. I could really own that one day. So I probably, I, I don't know if I would spend the money now, but, and then the last one is 2002 flash dunks, black and orange. Like it's just, it's just a clean colorway. You just... I, I remember a really weird flex, or not weird flex, but just like strange Nike SB stories. So I remember when the Doom Dunks dropped, I'm camping out in line and it's raining out. And this kid- How long were you camped for? Uh, we only had, no, we camp. We had to wait like an hour and a half. But okay. It was like okay, not out. camping then. I, not camping, but half? yes, camping. Okay, yeah, okay. exactly. An hour and a half is not camping. Book ahead. Oh God. Anyway, the hyperbole is crazy. But the the kid standing behind me had a pair of the Pharrell Bapes design. Um, okay. And like I looked down, I'm like, oh shit, you meet another sneaker kid or whatever, and he's like, hey, I'm like, hey, I work at Foot Locker or whatever. Pharrell Bapes, weren't they Roadsters? Roadsters, sorry, oh, that's okay. true. Yeah, check that. Um, but, it is a sneaker podcast. So I end, no, but I end up I end up hiring the kid at Foot Locker to come work with us, and his beaters were actually a real pair of Tiffany Dunks, and he used wow. to. This kid used to come to work. Wow. He was this 16-year-old kid and used to come to work every single day in a pair of Tiffany Dunks. And, like, the few people that knew were like, why? You knew, you knew in that moment that you made the right decision hiring him. Like yeah. That. No, but everyone's like, why is – like, the kids would get so angry about it. They would see them and they'd be like, why are you wearing these yeah. in public? You can't wear those shoes. You'll crease them. You'll ruin them. Like, I love it. I love it. Cooking them. Yeah. Um, I guess to put a pin in this discussion – can we all agree that we're happy that this reemergence is happening? Would our would our, would our daily sneaker conversations be a little less entertaining if the Nike SB was still as cold as it was, even though we're talking about older models and maybe not the newer Nike <sighs> SB models? That's a deep sigh. That's that's. Uh, I I don't I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm happy about it because I feel like the people who have long appreciated them still were and it, it just the way it affects me the most personally is that the stuff i thought i would go back and buy one day i, I can't so i I'm, I'm not i'm not yeah but i'm telling you you could you could search some some underrated classics can we can we see you wearing nike sbs though he's gotten so many different bags from so many different brands <laughs> in the last month yeah 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 i have a lot of dead stock stuff that i want to bring i have a pair of jpack dunks sitting okay. sitting at my desk right now dead stock I, I can't wait to do those like you'll you'll see me in it yeah, I think I think I'm excited just because even if I'm not going to wear this stuff personally at this point in my life, I'm just it. Sometimes it's good to see your nostalgia come full circle, absolutely, and you don't feel like a, a man just reminiscing on the past all the time when the past has become the present mm. once again where it's like i know people say trends are always cyclical where it's always like bell-bottom jeans are going to come back in and you know, when i'm they, waiting yeah you know when they finally do but you know it's it's actually kind of cool to like live to see it a, a, again it, maybe, it makes you f remember why you got into sneakers in the first place mm -hmm. 100% and I think you know for for us I think that's a perfect way to end it I think we all agree well actually we don't all agree you know Dunn <laughs> is a little apprehensive I think me and Welty kind of agree that we're happy to see it back and who knows what's going to happen because once people are talking about it the brands start to react so mm -hmm. let's see what steps the brand actually takes now that yeah. these are a big topic of conversation.
Thanks, everyone. This was the first Complex Sneakers podcast, and we will be with you weekly. And, you know, hopefully next time we come in, there's some uh, Sentia water and there's some uh, fine brigitto from Paisanos. And, and whatever. what other sponsors do we want maybe to uh, kind of sponsor the podcast and make sure that um, the craft services are up to snuff? Because right now it's a little barren in here. Is your busy totally schedule going to allow it, though? Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to be here. No matter what my travel schedule allows, I will be here every week with you guys. And Fresh uh, off the private jet. Yeah, yeah, we just landed. We were just right shooting. We were shooting 12 hours ago, and we're here, baby. So, the Complex Sneakers Podcast every week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am Joe LaPuma. I'm Matt Welty. I'm Brendan Dunn. See you guys next week. Later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.